If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Uh, good afternoon. Welcome to join us today. We're coming to you live from our studios in Kokomi Limlebi on DTT because we're free to air on DSTV channel 421 and Go TV channel 125. We are your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Coming up this afternoon, electricity supply likely to be affected anytime soon as Energy Minister reveals inadequate gas available for production. There's more as the Minister tells achievement despite the challenges. Also, inadequate dialysis machines at the Confarnocho Teaching Hospital impacting treatment of kidney-related problems. We'll hear from nephrologists at the Confarnocho Teaching Hospital as dozens of outpatients queue in front of the renal dialysis unit to undergo surgery. Meanwhile, Health Minister Kukwajima Meno is currently in Parliament responding to questions bothering on recent developments in the health sector. We'll take you live there for a glimpse of his submissions. We have the latest in business, sports, world news and showbiz coming up this afternoon. My name is Aisha Ryan. Do stay for details.
Many thanks for choosing us. Many outpatients with kidney problems seeking to undergo dialysis at the Confuanochi Teaching Hospital are compelled to queue for several hours due to inadequate dialysis machines at the hospital. The renal department of the hospital has in the past operated with only two machines to serve the hundreds of outpatients and admitted cases. Speaking on Love FM, nephrologist at the hospital, Dr. Elliot Quarantine Tunnel, said the situation is constricting delivery of medical care to outpatients with acute kidney problems. Yeah, that scenario you painted is, is, a, is, a, is an hourly scenario, it's a daily scenario, it's a week, it's, it, we see it all the time. And it's all because even the people who are on admission, we have situations where you have more than two people needing, you know, uh, acutely, we call it dialysis, and they will not be able to sometimes, you find me calling the nurses and negotiating, oh, I beg, ask for this patient, try and manage some one-hour craft for the patient, you know, to be able to, because if we don't do it today, I cannot guarantee this patient will be alive tomorrow. So it, it, is, it is really difficult, and I think that is the situation which calls for, again, a national conversation uh, for us to see how best we can get, you know, solutions to it. That scenario is a daily scenario. It's, it's virtually what happens every day, and that makes us sometimes very uncomfortable. And again, that is why the moment the patient has been discharged from the hospital, then they may have to find a peripheral facility to attend, or else then they will have to come and keep queuing and keep waiting, and sometimes they cannot be sure. Because if you come from outside, and of course there's an ICU patient, or there's a patient who needs it more than you, um, as doctors we are supposed to track and try and put the person who needs it more than you ahead of you. So you end up waiting virtually the whole day and then that is why probably would you be advised to try and find some facility elsewhere uh, to attend. We'll be getting to Parliament to hear from the Health Minister, Kukwajiman Menu, who is currently addressing the House. Right now, the Santehini Utumfo said II has voiced his distress over the lack of progress in the fight against illegal mining, popularly known as Galamse, citing persistent threats to the life and political maligning of persons advocating against the Menith. that Santehini is saddened at the intensified activities of illegal miners. Galamse has destroyed all our lands. This is influencing majority of emerging diseases in babies from long exposure to mercury in our water bodies. Yet, complaints do not get any attention. It's hurtful. I couldn't watch Erastus' documentary. I was overwhelmed with sadness. We have sold arable cocoa lands for illegal activities. A new trend is gunmen threats on people who try to access these illegal sites. The whole country's security machinery couldn't fight this. Reclamation of the land I have already arranged for reclamation of degraded lands, yet these areas have become danger zones and inaccessible. All these chiefs look on and accept their share of the illegality, so they won't even report. Soldiers are receiving unknown calls to seize military actions in these places. Who are those people behind the calls?
Minister for Energy Dr. Matthew Poco Prempes says there's inadequate gas in the country's energy reserves for electricity generation. There was a cut in gas supply recently due to debts owed the West African Gas Pipeline Company plunging parts of the country into total darkness. At a media briefing this morning, the energy minister revealed the situation is as a result of over-reliance on the gas thermal plants. This, he says, differs from when power generation was supported by liquid fuel. Dr. Pukuprempe emphasized the availability of power in the country will now be determined by the timeliness in the payment for gas supply by the West African Gas Pipeline Company. And that was one of the first places I visited as an energy minister. Our congested network, some of them were 1950s and 40s and 60s. And there's a huge program to improve and consolidate and stabilize our grid systems. Because if you can generate as much as you want, if you cannot wheel it across where it is needed efficiently and reliably, you get the problem. Uh, and we're getting more problems because we're producing much and we're not wheeling at least efficiently across the country. Our, our grid was very, very unstable. And because we are on a system side that one, when one side trips, you get a blackout in the country. Now we are facing a double Kwame. Now we have put everybody on gas. As soon as one gas, the gas uh, uh, inlets shut, one, then all the power systems that we have, our generating systems, go off. So that is why if people see lights out when they go out now, it is more extensive than previously because previously the liquid fuels were in the various thermal plants scattered around, right? So if one thermal plant goes on, the other liquid fuel thermal plants would also be firing. But now we link all these plants with one pipeline supplying gas. Uh, it's not like the cylinders in our house. So it goes through the tubes and goes around. So once you have a major cut at one end, the devastation is horrendous. And we don't have enough gas for our generation as we speak. We don't have enough gas. Uh, because we are so much dependent upon somebody providing you the gas, and the gas wants you to pay, we are the beck and call of the West Africa gas pipeline. If you don't give them their money on time, they cut you. Or they restrict your ability to even put your own gas through the system. Dr. Pokoprempa, however, adds despite these challenges, government has been able to manage the power situation in the country better than the NDC government. That is where we want to structure. So we have reduced the bonds within the PRC range, and, and we've, 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 we've gotten a lot of uh, kudos with the industry because they thought we couldn't ever do that, but we have done it. See, and another question for this government things that people think are improbable happen. But we still suffer from high losses, both technical and commercial, and the duration and frequency of power outages are very, very minimal. Like I said, it is now in Tokra. Somebody engaged me two weeks ago because the power was out for 45 minutes in the person's house. As soon as it was out, the person called, Hey, Napoleon Kania! But this was the person who lost out of her business because some, under some previous government, for four years, he couldn't get electricity to do that. He couldn't pay for fuel for generation. Sometimes you wish, you wish that we could leave that period for one month and come into this period so that people won't talk again. But I cannot wish that for Ghanaians. We want the lights to be on. When you want it, when you switch prayer, it comes. When you switch off, it goes. But we want people to be more considerate in using energy efficient devices so that we don't waste uh, power. But when you look at the system energy losses per the ECG document they gave me, I've been joined by a member of the Mines and Energy Committee, Edward Bauer, who is also MP for Bongo, for more on this. I'm grateful for your time, Mr. Bauer. The last time we spoke, you alluded to this fact that has been made by the minister. Now the minister has confirmed that WAPCO is now holding our fate in terms of power supply. Should we be worried? Thank you very much, uh, Aisha. But I think that, yes. Um, we should be worried not just because of the transportation of gas. That is just a small amount of the components that, that is needed to be able to make sure that our lights are on. Asha, as we speak now, 
in terms of total indebtedness or power that we have consumed, we are inching around almost 15 billion Ghana cities that we have not paid. Wako is just the one that just takes the gas and brings. Even with that, when we were asked to just do a minimum payment of 8.31, we could not do. That's the first point. The second part that we should even be more worried is the fact that from the beginning of the year up to today, as we speak, our dependable capacity now is 3,407. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, sorry, 3,000, uh, sorry, yeah, 3,407. Meanwhile, at peak, we are, we are consuming in the neighborhood of 3,561. As at Wednesday, 8.55, we did not have enough power to give to Ghanaians. So when you see that there are sections of the country going up between 6 and 10, it's because as we speak now, from the beginning of the year up to now, that we have a power generation deficit, not only because of gas, but just simply that we do not have enough power. And so uh, the minister must be candid and he should not create the impression. That seems to suggest that, oh, it is when there's rain and then somebody's power trips, then for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, they start calling him. We have a problem. We have warned on this, but because they had moved on the tangent of excess capacity, excess capacity, they refused to put in contingency measures to ensure that we begin to start seeing how we can up our, what do you call it, our generation capacity. And I, as I speak, our, our growth rate in terms of power, power consumption is so high. We are doing around 12% annually, and we do not have a corresponding addition in terms of that. That is why for about 11 months now, we have had deficit in terms of generation. So when you see your lights off in your area, it is not a localized one. It is just that because of the lack of transparency of this government, they will not allow Gritco to publish a low shedding, uh, uh, what they call it, plan for Ghana. Because the moment they do that, then their rhetoric, like what the, uh, what, what the minister is saying, cannot hold. Mm. So they will bully Gritco not to do that. Mm. But currently we have a huge problem. How do you react then to the minister's assertion that despite these challenges, the NPP government has managed electricity uh, or power generation better than the NDC? Look, uh, uh, under the NDC, did you ever hear that independent power producers were threatening to cut off because they were not paying them? Did you hear that transport, uh, what they call gas transporting companies like WAPCO? were threatening to cut or uh, curtail the, uh, what they call it, the supply of gas because we're not paying them. But there was doom during the NDC. That era. one was because, and that is one of the things that uh, uh, the former president said very clearly, the doom there was no occasion by the NDC. Indeed, the doom started somewhere around 2006. But because no government had the balls to be, sorry, excuse my language, but no government had the courage to be able to face it and deal with it, they never did. And to President Mahama came in 2012 and decided that, look, I was going to deal with this at home. And what did we do? We cleared that. As we speak, when you say that they have handled it better than us, at the time we're living, the total indebtedness of the whole energy sector, including the power subsector, was just about 2.4 billion. As we speak, like just to only IPPC alone, we owe them in the neighborhood of about 2.5 billion. We are not even talking about the petroleum sector. So when you say that they have handled what you call it, the sector better than the NDC, I wonder what type of handling he's talking about. The NPP has been good at using uh, PI to run this country. And I'm telling you, the rot in which we are seated in, and I always indicate, and I, somebody once said, that I am not scared about what actually uh, whoever is going to contest the NPP is. It is about what we we'll discover when we we'll come into power. The rot that we have not seen, it looks like a saw that is dried up for, but the rot is under. And that is the sort of problem that we are going to face. So the minister should stop using PR to run that particular sector. I'm grateful for your time. Edward Bauer is a member of the Mines and Energy Committee. Let's stay in Parliament. Right now, I'm taking you to the chamber. Which has made the it minister difficult. of Health is addressing the House and briefing them on the dialysis uh, situation at the Kolebu Teaching Hospital. To thank once again the first Sky Group of companies for this massive philanthropic gesture which has supported Kolebu and patients for the last six years. Just because in view of these challenges, Kolebu has accrued a total debt of a little over four million um, Ghana cities to its partner. Furthermore, it remains a fact that the current charge of three hundred and eighty 
series for dialysis is insufficient to enable the RDD to generate enough revenue to fulfill its full obligations under the contract with FMC, especially as it does not have a hedged exchange rate per annum regime. This has compromised the ability of the RDU to raise the funds required to pay for consumables procured from FMC promptly. So speak again, due to the high incidence of patients requiring dialysis, the total cost of care keeps rising, adding to the accumulation of debt. So speaker, it must be noted that current patients, currently, patients on dialysis are not on the National Health Insurance Scheme. So speaker, the collaborative hospital in consultation with the Minister of Health has initiated discussions with FMC for review of the current contracts for more flexible payment options and the more structured supply of consumables to avoid excessive delays and to ensure delivery of the outstanding 45 dialysis machines and auxiliary equipment to boost the service being rendered. So, Speaker, in the meantime, the RGU has been opened to the public since Monday, 6 November 2023, to add patients as directed by the Ministry. The MOH has since made a request to the Ministry of Finance to settle the total indebtedness of the 4 million Ghana cities. Made a request to the Ministry of Finance to settle the total indebtedness of the 4 million Ghana cities. And the good news now is that the Minister for Finance has just approved the disbursement of this 4 million to support our patients in Kolebu. Way forward. To forestall the recurrence of this unfortunate situation, the Ministry, in collaboration with Kolebu and the Minister of Finance, is considering one of the following options. The possible inclusion of dialysis on the National Health Insurance Benefit Package, the grant of subsidies based on proposal received from Kolebu, and the possible review of the tariffs to ensure sustainability of the services. And Mr. Speaker, it's interesting to note that the private health facilities charge between 800 and 1,300 Ghana cities for just a session of dialysis. The decision on the options enumerated above, Mr. Speaker, will be announced as soon as practicable. So, Speaker, as part of our non-communicable diseases roadmap, the Ministry and its agencies will continue to raise awareness for prevention and early detection to reduce renal disease and minimize the burden on the renal units in the health sector. When this is realized, the total cost of care and the need for dialysis will be brought to the barest minimum. Mr. Speaker, government has invested with the support of Parliament by approving facilities for us in the construction of a 100-bed ultramodern urology and nephrology center of excellence at the Kolebu Teaching Hospital, which will be commissioned by the end of the first quarter next year, 2024. This is aimed at facilitating the provision of kidney transplantation services, among others. Mr. Speaker, this will further reduce the dialysis burden on the nation and the need for Ghanaians to travel abroad for these services. A local team has been trained to provide these services, I mean transplantation services, at reduced cost and have already undertaken the first few kidney transplantations successfully in country by our Ghanaian doctors. Mr. Speaker, I believe this is the beginning of the government's vision of making Ghana. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. For medical tourism. Just because I believe there is hope ahead of all of us Ghanaians. I thank you. Very well. Yes, honorable. You have the health minister briefing parliament on what government intends to do to deal with the situation at Kolebu Teaching Hospital. We'll definitely bring you more from parliament. But of course, Minister for Information says parliament and the public must hold the judiciary and the police accountable for the lack of action after attacks on journalists have been reported. The minister lamented the several cases reported to the police and subsequently put before courts have not seen any progress. Delivering a statement in parliament, Kojo Pongkroma insisted the information ministry under his watch is doing everything to protect journalists and called on other bodies to live up to their responsibilities. The phenomenon of attacks and intimidation of journalists is gaining notoriety in our republic. Data available to the Ministry of Information suggests that the trend is ascending. Increasingly, various actors in our society, state actors, non-state actors, political party operatives, assigns of businesses, and everyday citizens are resorting to attacks and intimidation of journalists as a means of expressing their displeasure. In the matter of investigation, the office was instrumental in investigating the attack on a CTFM journalist, Mr. Caleb Kuda. The report by the office determined that the handling of Mr. Kuda was excessive and unprofessional. Subsequently, the National Security Ministry dissolved the SWAT teams that operated under it and returned officers to their mother agencies. Other incidents of reported attacks on journalists have also been investigated by the office with findings conveyed to security and prosecutorial agencies for action. Mr. Speaker, under the function of accountability, the mechanism has not been very successful, I regret to say. The need to hold the investigative, prosecutorial and judicial agencies accountable for the incidents reported to them cannot be overemphasized. Holding the judiciary and prosecution accountable on a sustained basis must be the norm. Ifawa Central Rashid Pelpo has also been talking about threats on journalists with special mention of our colleague Rasa Sasaridongo. Since the death of Ahmed Swali, we thought that Ghanaians may have learned some sense that the leadership and the people would have learned some sense in handling journalists in Ghana. Just because since then, 10 journalists, as reported by the Committee to Protect Journalism, journalists are hiding because they are afraid that if they expose themselves, they will be hurt. Mr. Speaker, 
several other journalists, including the well-known Asaridonko, who reports on situations of illegal mining, deep, deep destruction of our society, himself is hiding because he's been, his life is threatened. Mr. Speaker, we can't agree to project this society in this manner. That the records that have been portrayed show that Ghana is one of the worst countries where journalists are at risk because of what they do. So, the, the records are there, and I was happy that uh, the Honorable Sam George brought these things out very clearly. I was also disturbed and surprised that a very objective journalist like Manasseh Azuri had to run away to South Africa since after the death of the um, Asar, uh, uh, Ahmed Swali. He's also wants the National Media Commission resourced to deal with some of these issues. For Kaipe North, Honorable Patrick Boma and Honorable uh, Ayimedu, you must ensure, the Special Budget Committee must ensure that the National Media Commission is properly resourced. Because right now it is the Ministry of Information that supports the National Media Commission's work in ensuring press freedom. But the Ministry of Information in 2022 was given less than 1 million Ghana cities for its goods and services. Less than 1 million Ghana cities. If you even look at how much Honorable Kennedy Japan is alleged to have given delegates for this last time, it is more than that 1 million Ghana cities. We need to make sure that we put our money where our, our mouth is and ensure that press freedom. Mr. Speaker, the press are the ones who carry our work here. We need to put our money where our mouth is and ensure that press freedom is truly well protected. Mr. Speaker. Parliamentary correspondent uh, Kweku Asante joins me with more from Parliament. Kweku, we had the minister briefing the House on the dialysis situation at Kolebu. How have MPs been responding to this? So, because they don't have budget. Hello, Kweku Asante. Kweku Asante, unmute for me. Well, yes, the health minister, who has just concluded his presentation on the dialysis crisis that is currently facing the country over the last few months. In fact, um, highlights of his speech that he has just delivered on the floor is that government is going to pay that four million debt owed the Kolebu Christian Hospital so that Kolebu can, um, as it were, facilitate the, the, the actions of the renal unit of the hospital. He says they've made a request to the finance ministry the finance minister has approved that uh, that four million Ghana cities must be paid. He's also said that government is seeking to renegotiate the contract that Kolebu has with that South African company that is in charge of producing the the, 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 the raw materials and other consumables for the dialysis machines at the hospital. Those have been the highlight of the health minister's speech that has just concluded about a while ago. Currently on the floor, we have the former chief whip from the minority side. MP for Asawasi, a member of the health committee, Mohamed Muntakamubarak, who says that it's unfortunate that government had to set aloof for so long for this crisis to deepen before they can go on. He's also been talking about the Kolebu Christian Hospital, their proposal to charge almost 700 Ghana cities for the renal unit. He says that case has not been made, and if government through parliament allows that to happen, all other hospitals are going to increase. It's also going to mean that private hospitals are also going to increase. It is going to cause considerable damage to a lot more people who have kidney issues. So, clearly, Muntaka Mohammed Muntaka, who is still speaking, is not really excited about government handling of the entire issue. He also says, Konebu's case to increase the, the cost for renal dialysis treatment has not been made up. He does not support that agree, and that is the case he's making on the floor. What, what other business has the MPs been dealing with? The minister has been answering questions from all over the country about health facilities, vaccines, amongst others. We expect that the national security minister will come to the floor any moment from now to brief MPs on the disturbances that we saw in Garu. You will recall that last week, Parliament ordered that the, the finance minister comes before Parliament 
to uh, the, the national security minister to come before parliament to brief MPs on this issue. So any moment from now, we expect that he will come in to come and brief MPs on this specific issues. The number of bills that will also be dealt with before parliament agents for the day. Sante is our parliamentary affairs correspondent. Definitely there's more we'll be bringing in our subsequent bulletins. From parliament, let's go to Adan because the Ghana Police Service has met chiefs and people of Tofloko after disturbances there led to the death of 47-year-old father of three, Kolete Womeno, and several others injured. On Monday, residents of Tofloko, a salt mining community in the Adan West District of the Great Accra region, clashed with some staff of Electrochem Ghana Limited. Three days after his demise, it is imagined the deceased was not part of those who allegedly clashed with staff of Electrochem as the family demands probe into his death. In an engagement with the Tema Regional Police Command, leaders of the community said the police are blaming them for the death of their relative. We'll be engaging the chief shortly, but first, here's the wrap of Joy News's visit to the community two days after the incident. This was the mood in the family house of the deceased, Kolete Womeno, who allegedly died in a clash between residents of Tuflopo and staff of Electrochem on November 6, 2023, over salt mining concession. With tears rolling down their cheeks, a family spokesperson, Faustina Mamle Womeno, says they demand justice. Last Monday, we were home. When we heard that Electrochem, they came and attacked our workers. I was with my brother. I was even preparing something for us to eat. And my brother said, oh, what is happening? We need a defense. So he was just going through. He was going through from Salom to Lolonya. And he, during here, on his way going, he wanted to see what is happening. In fact, my brother don't have even a, 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 a part of a portion of the song to do the work. He is a farmer, a complete farmer. He even do farming during dry season. He was just passing. He is not part of those people who are working over there. And before we heard the news, they shot our brother. And he was lying down in a cold blood, left behind three children with a mother and a father. They are old, very old, above 80 years. And we are the sister, the family. This is the family. I am a sister. Who is going to take care of us? Nana Kufuado. In fact, we are looking on to you. Apart from the disease, these men also say they suffered varying degrees of injuries resulting from gunshot and cutlass attacks on them. On that Monday, some unknown men we believe to be Langards in the company of some police officers invaded our salt mining site and started packing our working tools. We protested and before we realized, they pulled cutlasses and sharp metals and attacked us with them. They shot at us and the bullet hit me, penetrating my neck and elbow. With wailing and tears, women of the community, including wives of these victims, say they now live in fear. My husband was wounded in the process. I don't know how I'm going to take care of him and the kids. Speaking to join News, the public relations officer of the Adan Songo Lagoon Association, Ibrahim Ahumatete, says the government must find the killers within 14 days. Our demand is we are giving the president and the government, we gave them two good ways, 14 days. That our brother that have been killed, they should prove it and let us see the killers. Those who killed our brother, we must, we want to know them. And coming up in business, the 2024 budget will be in line with the fiscal program and measures that government has agreed with the IMF. We'll be bringing you details of that in business shortly.
Every day, people have money emergencies. Mom, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mom, it's your money emergency. Emergency, emergency. Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, Charlie, and enjoyment. At the top five, we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. Mom, for kids, rice contains 12 vitamins? Yes, 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So grow healthy and strong. Absolutely. Kidivite Multivitamin Tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kidivite Multivitamin Drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with Kidivite. Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Welcome time to do business with me, Emma Davis. As we prepare for the presentation of the 2024 budget, we expect that it will be in line with the fiscal program and measures that government has agreed with the IMF. Here's George Riafi with more, what's, with more with what he's picking up. The development could mean that the finance minister, Ken Ofriata, may come up with programs aimed at mobilizing more revenue was improving public efficiency in spending. However, it is not clear for now what mobilization of more revenue would actually mean. That is, whether the finance minister will be focusing on efficiency in collections or reviewing the tax rates. The minister will also be pursuing initiatives that will bring the debt stock in line with what government has agreed with the IMF so that it will reach the sustainable level. By 2028, the budget will also look at how to address some of the weaknesses in the energy sector. Financial stability will also be a critical area for government going into next year, as the minister will announce some fresh measures to help bring inflation down with support from the Bank of Ghana. Joy Business understands that some final touches are being put to the document, with the necessary briefings taking place at the economic management team level. And later, there will be an engagement, a cabinet, before the actual presentation next week. But for many, they'll be looking out for how government will be planning to contain expenditure, especially in an election year. Founder for the Accra Business School, Bishop Gideon Titi Ofei, is making a strong case for government to be heavy on investments for women SMEs. A report by the World Bank indicates women-led SMEs constitute about 50% of all small and medium enterprises in Ghana, a figure that underscores their economic importance. He says government's quest to support the private sector in the 2024 budget should have policies to support this women-led SMEs. Bishop Titi Ofei spoke to Joy Business at a press briefing on the Ladies in Leadership Awards. Well, access to finance is a, is a very difficult thing for every business in this country. It's not exclusively difficult just for women, but also for other people doing other businesses. And our recent conditions in the country has even worsened having access to finance. Even if you get access to finance, it's quite very expensive. The first way to tackle it is to look at how economy um, can grow. I, I think that governments should come out with policies that can support 
that can support women in this sector. And I mean, it, government has no business in business, but government has a say in business. And one way in which government's voice can be heard in business is to be able to provide financial support for women who are bracing the storm and are initiating entrepreneurial ventures and creating jobs, increasing incomes, and reducing poverty. These women need to be helped. Oh, Lila, as we call it, Ladies in Leadership Awards. Lila is going to run every year, recognizing women from various fields um, of endeavor, uh, putting them at the forefront of, of business um, and uh, equipping them to continue to lead. There are a number of women across uh, various fields who are doing very well across Africa, but they are not celebrated. That's all for business. My name is Emma Davis. For more business news, do log on to myjoyonline.com. Up next is sports. Now on Joy News today with me, Muftar Nabila Abdullah. On Friday, November 10, the Ghana Football Association Executive Council is expected to meet and decide on the future of Black South head coach Chris Hilton. That is per Joy Sports sources. Joy Sports understands that the Ghana Football Association took the decision to part company with Chris Hilton on, uh, on October 20, uh, following the Black Stars' uh, uh, friendly matches defeat to Mexico and the USA. We are also made to understand that the Ghana Football Association had reached out to the Ministry of Youth and Sports to seek their consent before their decision to part company with Chris Hilton. But their initial request was outrightly rejected by the Ministry of Youth and Sports. And it is expected that um, the decision will be confirmed if uh, Cabinet approves the decision to fire Chris Hilton later today. We understand the sports minister had a meeting with cabinet on Wednesday. However, during this meeting, it was not approved. But there's also expected to be another meeting later tonight where um, people close to the Ghana Football Association, uh, Chris Hilton, would be gone uh, tomorrow on Friday. We are also made to understand that uh, the GFA is considering um, George Barton as the interim head coach of the Black Stars if Chris Hilton is sacked as head coach of the senior national team. Sources close to Chris Hilton has confirmed he is very much aware of the executive council meeting, which is expected to happen on Friday, and he's open to any decision that will be taken by the leadership of the Ghana Football Association. Now, let's talk club football, where head coach of Kumasi Asante Kodoko, Prosper Nathan Ogum, has accused some players within the team as politicians. According to him, uh, the players use the media as a tool to get uh, playing time in the club instead of working very hard during training sessions. have uh, some sort of, um, how should I see an issue with the supporters? We are playing, we are creating chances. The goals are not coming. Even the opponent scores, and we are still creating chances. 
and you are hunting and mowing at the place, how do they equalize and how can they go up? If indeed you are a true supporter, and we see it elsewhere in Europe, uh, other places. Look at when Ali played against Sanders. Ali got a penalty, they missed. And look at Cairo International Studio. They were still behind the team. Even when the added on time was shown, they were still there. And when the game was over, they were still there chanting. That is the spirit of a team. So you don't only come to stadium all with the expectation that you are coming to, you, you, you expect that we should win. And we are not winning or we are creating chances. We are not scoring. So you turn against your own team. When you do that, you ask, but I want to even answer it myself. Coach brought some players and that he wants those players to play. Do you know what happens at training? You don't know. But have you forgotten that? It is the very coach who was given the opportunity to ask some players to go and to let some players stay. So I made some players to stay because at least at one year and watching the team, I saw that those who I, I asked to stay could help in the course, what I want to do. And then, as I said earlier, I'm want, wanting to bring in those Premier League players. So, for instance, even those who have played, you'll be surprised that I penciled so many of them down. I have a tactical sheet. Every match you play, if this player is very good, I pencil him down. So I'm, I'm fixing my tactical sheets in the house. So those Premier League players were, were brought in. First division players were brought in. Division two players were brought in. It's all about the code thinking that those players can help. So if you are an, an old player and you never worked with a coach, or you have even worked with a coach, let me even say you never worked with a coach, and you know who the coach is and what the coach represents, and the coach comes and you think that you are you can be a politician within the club. I tell them most of you are politicians. I know, but I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to mind you. Players stay in Kotoko after one two years. They turn into politicians. They use the media to to fight for positions to play. But me as a coach, you will never get me because I'm so strong minded that it's not what people say that I I follow. If what you are saying is indeed the right thing, then. Moral values will, will force me to what to implement it. But if what you are saying is the wrong thing, then that is that that it will not force me. The fact that something is wrong, and all of us here in the room are saying it is the head coach of Kumasiya Santi Kotoko, Dr. Prosper Nati, who going to speak in there during a press conference they had on Wednesday. Later today. Um, I'm Dakwa ladies who play their second game in the CAF Women's Champions League. They are coming up again as Monday. And uh, we'll have details of the, uh, the outcome of that game in our subsequent bulletin. This is our wrap of uh, sports here on Join News today with me, Muftar Nabila Abla. We appreciate your time. It's my turn. She bloody changed the human body. Starting this thing, family wasn't really in support because Charlie, then take you go to school, go get some job, you further your education and you know, bring money home. And I said, yo, I have to Me, like this thing I go feed do. I'll be delivery man, so like I go feed deliver these babies. And this is the kind of job people can't give you money, then boom, you be you become a star. Right. You have to work. Your tool is your face, it's mm. your body and your voice. Right. So you have to work on it. I remember days where I come, I chop finish them, I'm only finished. So Charlie, I have to walk to a particular distance then Charlie. You pick the yeah, hell, thing. it was it was some way, but I was just enjoying it. I had a challenge. I was good, that's what the directors were saying, but I wasn't looking matured. So mm. Back to scripting, like and people needed matured faces, matured mm. um, actors and all. And I was so small like them. But hey, here we are. Now we are doing our own content. One thing about consistency, whether you like it or not, they will pay. It's like gym. Right. <laughs>
Now check out headlines, uh, what is making headlines elsewhere. And the fighting in Gaza City is really intensifying. And there is a very serious fight near the Al-Quds Hospital as tanks advance close to the hospital. Most of the buildings in that neighborhood were targeted by the Israeli military at the start of their response to the Hamas attacks on October 7. This area was heavily bombed from the air for days. Now it's being bombed from sea and by artillery units on the ground. That does it for World News. Up next is Showbiz. You're welcome to Showbiz, and let's delve into what is making the headlines. And uh, PSEA Star has released, or no, she has actually launched the second edition of her concert, Made by Grace. And she held a press launch at the Marriott Hotel, uh, that is two nights ago, to actually inform all media personnel who were there and also outdoor the artist who will be on the bill for the second edition. And it is happening on the 3rd of December. Take a look at this report. Let's see what God will do. Um, and we're trusting God that the Spirit of God will move on that day because that's the essence, you know. Um, it's not about having people jumping and shouting. Like, they have to leave there with something. They have to leave there. They have to feel the presence before they leave. And that's the desire. That's what we are all fighting for. So that's what we want. Let's see what happens on that day. Let's see what God decides to do or how he decides to move. For me, I'm just a vessel. We are believing God for a wonderful day on that very day. Mm. A wonderful time with Christ. A wonderful time with, with the believers that will be coming in the auditorium. So I'm entreating everybody to come. You, you, you can't expect anything less from me, honestly, by the special grace of God. We'll be there to praise God. For me, the second edition is one that I'm really looking forward to. And, and typical of her, I know that she's going to um, um, rip the roof on, mm. on that day, on the, on the 3rd of um, December. And that's just a preference. So that on the 3rd of December, you don't want to miss it. Yeah, UPSA. I am just praying that God's people be blessed. And there you go with the expectations of some performers and the patrons who will be in the auditorium at UPSA come the 3rd of December for the second edition of Made by Grace by PC Esther. Made by Grace second edition will be happening at the UPSA Auditorium on the 3rd of December, 4 p.m. prompt. And just as the name goes, Floral Made by Grace Experience by PSA Esther. Floral to you being the headline sponsor. Yes, Barbara, the marketing manager, spoke why they decided to sponsor PSA Esther. Okay, you know, it's not only people who have stories to tell. Brands also have stories to tell. I mean, we came on the market three years ago, and everybody can say that Flora now is a household name. And we couldn't have done this on our own. And we acknowledge the fact that some supreme being somewhere has helped us. Apart from our own efforts, God has been there for us. And so uh, we just wanted to do something. And PSEA presented us with the opportunity. I mean, when we met her and she, she shared her plans with us and she told us the name of her concert, we, we just felt like, oh, this is the time. And the, and the name is also good for us because we can also say that God has been good to us. And Flora is actually made by grace. PSEA herself was super excited with what she had seen and she could not hide her expressions of how the expectations will be like on the 3rd of December. I know I, I, was, I, the same, I, was, I was saying there that last year was bigger, but this year it will be biggest. What did you look at to be able to tell yourself that these are the people I am putting on the stage? You see, we try to blend it. Because you know, my mothers, the daughters of glorious Jesus, you know, everybody knows daughters. I mean, when they're month on the stage, as you can see, I mean, obeying them daughters say, you know, I mean, I don't know how to describe them. This year, no, 
legendary. We decide to say, you call daughters kakra. Na yako contemporary kakra. Na yafa ga lion kakra. Na then we go old school kakra. I mean, every corner be around. We have to be there. So you're cutting across to save everyone. We are cutting across. And that is PACS uh, cutting across with her concert. And it's the 3rd of uh, December at the UPSA Auditorium. So Aisha, I'm taking you. Of course, I'm going to be there with you because it will be biggest, yes. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. That's how we wrap up the bulletin this afternoon. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. Log on to myjournline.com. There's more of the news and updates of all the 